Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Greetings, it is good to be back on Thursday when I am not dead. This is very good. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific comrade himself, Zelius. It is good to see you, good sir. Good to be seen. Uh, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. It is a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you while with and with you during the show. If you haven't submitted a topic, a question, whatever, uh, have no fear. You can just drop it into the chat, be it uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, on YouTube, or Twitch. It'll pop up in the chat box, and we'll try to add it to the show. If we, unfortunately, run out of time, we will add it to next week's show. Um now, Noodle Boy has pointed out that uh, he has a topic, and he's actually uh, he will be in the uh, in a specific section of the show, so he will absolutely be talked about. Um, but that being said, let's start off with uh, the first topic that everyone's scratching their heads at, maybe or going, "Okay, I can understand," and that, of course, is Netflix is going into streaming games. Duh. Right. I mean, let's let's be honest. We have cell phones that that make phone calls, that watch videos, that play music, play games, surf the net. If you're going to have your, we want everything in one place, and if we can have that, that would be amazing. So that that really, uh, it's not all that uh, like earth shattering, uh, but I do like the fact. I, I understand a lot of people probably don't see Netflix as already kind of sampling the uh the gaming uh world uh they actually have some um like choose your own adventure stuff uh if if you're if you want to so like an interactive type of uh show or movie uh i highly recommend that you check it out because so they've got some of the technology they of course have um created a brand new gaming division uh, as of right now, it sounds like the gaming will be uh, will start off with no additional cost. I'm sure that that, that will probably go up as uh, Netflix tries to work out deals with uh, publishers um, to get, you know, of course, uh, rights to stream their games. Yep. Though I'd be very interested to see if if Netflix reaches out to maybe like indie games. I don't know how, because they're still going to need a publisher. And I'm sure that they're probably going to need some way of, I wonder how they're going to emulate it. Probably like, probably like the Stadia does, I would imagine. Yeah, probably. Or the Luna. The Luna, of course, is uh, Amazon's. Hear a lot about today. Do what? Both of which we still hear about oh so much today. I know. I've just, just the the news of the Luna and, and the State are just breaking down the door. It's like on live and Game Tap, and what was that other service? Game Spy, GameFly. No, no, that was Game Tap. Game Tap. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Anyways, um, I I'm not surprised. I, what would really be awesome, and of course this is, <laughs> uh, uh, Noodle Boy goes, who's Google Stadia? It's the latest Google product that will be discontinued in six months. It's like Google Wave. Or Google if you, Plus. If, if you remember that. Google Plus. 
There you go. Uh, now, or I, I guess what used to be Google Hangouts. Oh, Christ. Um, the thing... Okay, so here's the thing. I uh, Google lenses. Yeah, that too. Um, here, here's the thing. I, this is this is you know a pipe dream. This is this is not going to happen for a while. But if they could somehow do games the way that they've done the original content for Netflix, but for games, I, where do I sign my soul away? You mean create new good content for existing IPs? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you want more of the same is what I'm hearing. What I want is that same strategy, but applied to not only shows and movies, but games. Hmm. Get it done. That's what I'm saying. I guess we'll see. Yes. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I have been watching the shit out of like all these uh, foreign... Uh, like suspense, thriller, horror shows, man, they're good, but they're messed up. And I will, I am happy to admit that I have taken the time and listened to it in its original voice track and just read the subtitles. I watched Bone, what is it? Bone in Shadow and yeah. over the weekend. Hmm. Finally. Well, okay. I know it came out a while ago. You you watched I've not yet to I have not watched that, but I can tell you that I've probably watched four or five series in like since last we talked. I was cynical, like eh, how good is it gonna be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched the first episode and I definitely did not stop. Really? My yeah. wife tried the first episode, she goes, No, I'm good. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um I thought it was good. It's like most shows. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the characters are definitely more interesting than others. Mm -hmm. um, we want to learn more about. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say much, obviously, and give away the show because it's still definitely in the new show time frame. Right. Um, I think you would like it. Um, I, I thought it was good stuff. I'm definitely. I mean, they've already announced season two is coming, so I'm definitely eagerly now awaiting season two. Uh, I mean, it's, a sh it's one of those shows that my original plan was to actually wait until season two came out to watch uh, the, the patented uh, Zelius approach to everything. <laughs> yeah, that was my original plan, but I, I just gave in. I was like, ah, I can't take it. Mm -hmm. um, I needed something to just like watch, take my mind off of everything else in the world for a while. Um, actually, I think I watched it when I was sick, actually. Um, uh, well, there you go. That's that's a, that's actually smart to, to help pass the time. But uh, it's... Yeah, it's definitely a show, but it would also be worthwhile, to be fair, to wait till season two comes out to watch season one, because it's definitely, like most TV shows, it's that kind of show. Okay, but, I'll take your word for it. I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't watched it. Um, the, I will admit that um, there was, there's, I believe it's Icelandic. It's a show called Ragnarok. Not to be confused with the <laughs> War of Ragnarok, which is an anime. Which, Ragnarok, which uh, is metal! Should, uh, which, if you haven't seen it, all I have to say is check out Aphrodite. Um, but uh, there's hard not to. Yeah, I, she kind of takes up the screen. It doesn't matter. You're not going to miss it. Yeah, exactly. There, uh, but anyways, uh, there's there's another one, and it's basically like uh, present day. Uh, I think it's like Norway, and um, in this very small town, the battle, the 
Ragnarok, the battle still actually going on. Yeah, I mean, that's been on my Netflix, like, you know, to watch list for a while now. The second uh, season came out. I, I watched uh, both seasons like that. And now I'm like, son of a bitch. No, I need more. I know. I need more. Damn it. Give me my fix. But uh, every time I see The Witcher, I'm like, where's my season two? They're they're too busy working on the spinoffs. Actually, they're they're they, they I think they just wrapped up filming season two. They wrapped up WitcherCon last week, also. Woo, WitcherCon was it virtual? Yes. Well, they had they it, the stars were live. So like first it's like the panel with um, Cavill, mm-hmm. like it wasn't remote in that like you know like we're doing. They were in the same room, at least. Mm. Um, but evenly spaced, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, let's make that clear. No, it's so sweet distance. Come on. Evenly spaced, social distance. It's the same damn thing, as long as they're six feet apart. I will say, if there's a actor who I like as a person, it's Henry freaking Cavill. Actor that I like as a person, uh, the award for me has to go to Keanu Reeves. Uh, well, okay, can't go wrong with Keanu Reeves either. I'm just saying. The dude takes, like, cuts... Uh, from his contract so they could get the bigger names to jo- to join him in movies. All right. He helps pay for like, you know, stage crew and uh, like if they, you know, someone needs some help or maybe some surgery. He's like, here you go. Here's the money. Good guy. Okay. Um, now, speaking of, uh, let's continue with, uh, I guess, TV and videos and all that stuff. Um, I think we all saw the writing on the wall, but it is now official. The 13th Doctor is going to be exiting after the 13th season. Mm. Uh, Jody Whitaker and the showrunner, Chris Chibnall, are both going to be stepping away after this upcoming season. Now, here's the super sucky part. Because of COVID, it's going to be a, a very, you know, uh, truncated season. Yeah. We're talking only six episodes. However, to offset that, there is going to be three full-length specials that will be aired next year, 2022. Wow. Uh, so they actually added an additional one. They had two, which is usually, one's usually like the holiday one. Yeah. They always have like some kind of Christmas one, but they're going to do three of them. Uh, so basically you got, I don't know, uh, the the feature lengths are probably like, what, an hour and a half? They're about to, yeah. So you're talking about, Four and a half plus the six episodes, so ten hours. Yeah, but still a nice chunk of Doctor Who. It is absolutely. Um, I would be very. I'll be very interested to see where they go next. Um, I, I just, I really, I really don't even want to think about it though. Like, I, I, I don't want to start guessing who the next Doctor is just yet. I wonder if they might think about taking a break at this point because it's been. What about ten years since they restarted it again? With uh, it's the thirteenth season of the restart. Well, okay, there you go. Wow, As, only yeah. I actually listened to what you said. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to help Zelis. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to to give you what you the the knowledge you need. Sadly, I'm past help. Um, Apparently, after thirteen years. Yep. Um, I don't think most people, even the most ardent of Doctor Who fans would be opposed to a nice little hiatus, maybe. Um, I mean, it worked so well with the current iteration of Doctor Who. Um, 
Yeah, it's I I still have not got past the Peter Capaldi years. Not Good God, lie. dude. Yeah, I know. I'm way behind. But, um, okay, so I part of the, the problem is I don't have uh, BBC. What a failure. I know I am. I can't count. I don't watch BBC. It's just all shambles. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I mean, I think yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, they they've basically you've got some other very you know, uh, strong series, uh, the BBC has, uh, Luther, of course, with Idris Elba, uh, Sherlock with, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, and you know that they, they didn't do season and then another season and another season. They had to space it out because the, the stars had other stuff to do. So I think, I think my problem with, you know, the doctor taking like a vacation Mm-hmm. is that that the doc for the past 13 years the doctor has been there to fill in the gaps between all the other BBC shows that I watch that take time off okay that's not unreasonable but um, you know yeah, I, I can see that I wouldn't the other thing is that uh I think ch- the the showrunner I think basically started when Whitaker took over because the the um, Moffat left mm-hmm. just as Capaldi was wrapping up, I believe. I mean, yeah, the showrunners, Doctor Who is one of those shows where the showrunner is gives it such a drastically different feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go along to go with the lead actor, I would say probably more than it seems like. You think about most shows, the star, like that's what makes the show. Yeah. Even if it's like a, let's just say like NCIS, right? You mm-hmm. have Peter Hart or not, Mark Harmon, who's been with him the entire time as Jethro Gibbs. You have like Supernatural with how many seasons? You got oh, the two twins. So it's like you have most shows, you don't have that changing of the leadership. Right. That doesn't make Doctor Unique's Doctor, wow, Doctor Who so unique is you have such a different change of pace and tone. But the other the thing, thing is I'm that you could get bad. away with the change of the major, the main character because the the doctor, you know, he evolves. So, oh, I mean, it's a brilliant, which, yeah, brilliant structure that they have to give it that continuality that other shows necessarily don't have organically. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, but let's look forward to uh, six more episodes and three full length specials. Uh, to be coming down the pipeline for that. Nice. Now, uh, I swear to God, like a bunch of these movies that I thought were already out haven't actually come out, and uh, The Black Widow is one of them, which apparently Scarlett Johansson suing Disney <laughs> I just for saw violation that. of contract I... for their Disney okay. Plus stuff. Well, yeah, it's the big issue now is, so you always had a Hollywood account Hollywood accounting with the revenue from the theater gate was always sketchy to start with. Mm-hmm. It probably was all these contracts. They're always written for basically either the theater or syndication on TV. Right. And now what they're ba- what the, um, like the Disney's have figured out. It's like, Oh wait, if it's all done via streaming, that's not really theater or syndication. Yep, so they don't have to pay the stars extra. Exactly. So that's what the uh, basically the lawsuits are over. And for 
Johansson, it's her potential, probably, I mean, it is her last Marvel movie. So she can kind of maybe, you know, piss off Marvel and try to get the rights that she's deserved. Speaking of us, uh, I guess like nerdy, I guess superhero movies, maybe not really, but I really want to see the, uh, the, um, the Ryan Reynolds free guy, um, movie. Oh, you mean like Deadpool without a mask? Basically, he's he's an NPC that that becomes aware that he's an NPC. Yeah, I I saw the preview. I'm like, it's oh yeah, I know that's kind of like the thing with Ryan Reynolds is he's just himself in Deadpool, and that's how what seem watching the preview, like it's Deadpool because it's Ryan Reynolds. It's the same person. Okay. Well, I mean, the beautiful thing is because it's Deadpool is that if if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend going to YouTube and see the critique of uh between Deadpool and I can never remember the other dude's name. He's he's like the the rock char- the like the rocky alien character from um Thor Ragnarok. Mm. And okay. uh they're just sitting there on uh Deadpool's couch going, "Okay, let's see what this is." And of course, you know, the 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 snide remarks and all that stuff Deadpool style. Of course. Where you can't go wrong. I mean, let's be honest. And of course, Deadpool 3 is Apparently a thing, which would be very interesting to see where that goes. I mean, I would expect so. It's, I mean, Deadpool's a hopping franchise at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, one of our uh, devout fans and follower of Alter Confusion from conception, because I actually worked uh, at a, um, at the, the company that I was working at, which was a mobile game developer. Um, uh, the, one of the QA testers, uh, which longtime friend of mine, uh, posted something on discord, which by of course, which of course, if you want to join discord, uh, just hit us up. We'll give you the link for some reason from time to time, uh, whatever the bot is that we use, or maybe discord keeps, uh, the, the link expired. <coughs> but anyways, um, longtime fan Devin, which I just called Dev, uh, wanted to talk about the... Oh, now, of course, I've lost where the hell I opened up the screen. And that's just fitting. Um, the play date. Now, Zealus, you actually pulled up some more information on the play date, but the play date is basically this uh kind of like retro looking game boy-esque feeling uh system that you actually have to crank to get the power uh and it's going to basically they're going to release games i think i think they're going to release 20 games and then they're going to release a couple uh as time goes on it's all going to be like black and white uh like game boy i mean i don't know how else to describe it Mm -hmm. but it seems interesting i mean you know anytime that that a a new platform a potentially unique new platform comes out it kind of catches my eyes and thanks to dev for making us aware of that but i have to say as cool as it sounds i have no idea how this will be work i think this is going to be one of those niche things that 
the I think it's like they've got over twenty thousand pre-orders. Pretty sure that the the gamer pool is going to end up being probably thirty to forty thousand players, and that's probably going to be the the extent of it. I don't see you know I don't see it taken off. But what the hell did you do? Uh, wow, this is fun. Okay, hold on. Let me see. God, jeez, a mic. <laughs> Zealus is trying to just well, dick wait, me over what tonight. The hell? <laughs> okay, now. Uh, can I kick myself? I don't know. I Wait, hold on. I sure as fuck can't. There wait. we go. There we go. I got you. Yep. Oh, now I'm all center again. Good lord. Wait. You got You got You got Am I good? All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, um, Zeus yeah. is trying to dick around, but anyways, um, uh, play date thoughts. It's so the way I look at it is, it's more like a fun project. Um, the other way, kind of like a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, uh, and the other way I've kind of seen it leveraged potentially would also be as a learning platform. Because it also comes with the SDK for using Lua or C to be able to do some little programming magic on it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, if you want to do some fun software or maybe, like, teach, like, basic game development, I think that could be another way of potentially doing it. Um, so I think it's, it's just an interesting little project. Um, I think it's kind of cool, actually, that they're doing this. The only thing, I guess, that kind of makes me blink would be the 179 price tag and i know there's other stuff that goes into it but i think about like for instance the um like you can get a playstation or a xbox series s for 300 dollars. Yep. now i know you need the monitor to go with it but for basically an extra 130 dollars you get a whole lot more um so that's where i'm kind of like huh that's interesting well it's it's just it's the thing is because of that they're, you know, they probably don't have a, a large, um, uh, manufacturing thing. They're, they're having to small scale it. So that, you know, they got to check out the price. It's like, if you were to make your, uh, if you make Ultra Confusion t-shirts, um, yeah. if you were to sell them and you know, if, if you were be able to mass produce them like for a targeted Walmart, the price is probably gonna be eight bucks. But if you're going to do it through a print service or maybe, you know, you buy all the damn shirts and do it yourself. You're talking like 20 or 30 bucks. I mean, hell, the shirt that I'm wearing right here from Grind Gaming, I think it's what, 45 bucks? Uh, which, you know, unfortunately that's, they, they've got to, uh, they got to cover, where, where are they based out of? I did not check that. Does it say? Uh, Portland, uh, I Portland, Oregon. US. It's Portland, Oregon. Okay, there you go. So you know you got you've got shipping cost and of course uh, manufacturing cost. You know, I I mean, one seventy nine is is a little steep, but then you look at like the new iPhone. Every single fucking year, it's like three hundred bucks. Sure. Unless uh, you've got a contract. I definitely do not. I mean, it's also kind of cool because it's also like small miniature, so like. You know, if you're going somewhere, you're traveling through a few hours, you can just kind of toss it in your bag, and it's super small. So I'd be very be interested to see what TSA has to say about the crank. That's actually, <laughs> they're going to see it and be like, what 
is, is this, this a wind up bomb? I'm so confused. I don't even know what this is, Dwight. I mean, really, when you have like a, an item that's going to be unique to the vast majority of the world because, you know, 20,000 pre orders, and I, I'm going to predict probably 30, 40,000 uh, owners, period. You know, you take that through the airport, I'll be very interested to see what TSA has to say about it. Yeah, it's very bizarre in that regard. It's, yeah, no, it's cool. I like it. I think it's fun. Um, I mean, I could see it being kind of neat for some like younger kids. Like, here you go, entertain yourself. Yeah, I'd be, I, I mean, they, they, they haven't really released a lot about, uh, you know, the, I, I know they're going to provide the SDK, uh, software development kit for those kids out there who don't know what SDK means. Uh, but, um, I'd be very interested to see how easy it is to import your thing, your, your, uh, application or whatever. And also how you submit it to the list of things that that will be available, and if there is any incentive uh, for your creations, because that that'd be very you know there's there's a lot of other information I would love to to find out as as a previous developer, and of course as media. Well, it also has the little crank on the side mm-hmm. to also play your games with, which. You know, it's an interesting little addition. You don't have to have a battery because you are the battery. I know. That's very unique. We'll say that much. Well, I mean, I, it makes sense. I mean, it's not it's not super power. You know, it, it's it's basically Game Boy-esque technology, like screen with, you know, updated technology. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, you crank it for a little bit, that bad boy is going to run for a while. Um, you know, it's not like that, like a... I always bring this up. It's not like the Sega Game Gear where it burns through six AA batteries in like a matter of an hour or two, depending on how intensive the game is. Which, by the way, Defenders of the Oasis 2 for the GameCube, not the GameCube, the Game Gear was amazing. But I had to constantly be plugged in because I I ran through batteries like it was going out of style. Oh, yeah. The, the old portable devices were not knowing for their electrical efficiency when it came to the juices. There's nothing efficient about it. Hmm. Um, now you can run your Tesla off your Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to get on my soapbox just for a second here. And this goes out to all those publishers and developers out there. If you have a toxic environment where harassment and abuse and uh, like racism and bigotry happen, get your fucking act together. I understand that it's easier to ignore it or to shuffle the people around because you're afraid that if you release like, you know, a, a high-level guy because he's been with your company forever that he'll end up against the, uh, 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 you know, against your company as in one of the, uh, like, you know, competing companies. But let's be honest. If the dude is, a is a, you know, a serial sexual harasser or is racist or, you know, a huge bigot or whatever, and he gets hired by another big-name company... I'm pretty sure that the uh, 
the employees of that new company are going to be like, what the shit? Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case. I know. That's the problem is that, you know, whatever these asshats do at these companies that is successful from a financial perspective. Yeah, financial perspective of yep. producing the widgets. They're doing that well, but when it comes to anything that has to do with being a decent, a good human being, they're terrible. And that's the problem is very much so the the widgets outweigh the personal aspect. Yeah. Um, especially when you're answering to the Wall Streets and the your, oh, bottom your, your line of the world. Stockholders. Yeah, the stockholders. Um, and of course the big profits for your executives, because mm-hmm. unfortunately that, you know, you read these reports and a lot of times it's manager executive type levels, um, who either a are doing it or B they're the ones shuffling them around. Um, it's all about so the power. Yeah. So they're totally in on it and it just sucks. Uh, I mean, you read about the. You know, the woman who committed suicide because she was basically, not basically, she was having her nudes sent around and they were just laughing about it. And it's like, what the hell is wrong with people? Well, so, I mean, it's the the reason why I bring this up is that it, yet again, I mean, we've, we've talked about Ubisoft a couple of times. Now, Activision, Blizzard, they had a fucking walkout uh, because of the shit that was going down. Um, you know, and, and that's just that's just two companies. Um, there are a ton of companies that, that run into these issues and there's other issues out there. Um, I know that, that, um, I guess industry, uh, experts are now for the most part, keeping an eye on, uh, the, uh, the overtime without, um, overtime pay crunch, super crunch time. That shit, but that shit still happens. Because you love your job so much. I love my job. I never want to go home because I can't. I'm chained to my desk. <laughs> I, I guess my, the way I look at it is, unfortunately, so we see these movies like Ubisoft, you know, people are angry at. Now they're buying Ubisoft stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, six months from now, people will be back on the wow high. Everything else is... Ultimately, until basically CEOs, the ones who are actually at the top, either A, lose their jobs in their golden parachutes, or B, are held liable, like actually go to jail. It's not going to change. Well, you look in that case of the one, there was a case with eBay where they harassed, their security personnel harassed this review website of like basically doxing them, sending them shit in the mail. And like one security guy in the high level execs knew about this. And like the one security guy got 18 months in jail and $15,000 fine. When that's all that happens, nothing is ever going to change. Until those in actual power who are enabling these decisions are actually held culpable for their actions Unfortunately, it's, they're just going to shuffle around, and I hate it, but I just don't know how it's going to change unless it's not tilted against them. Okay. Well, I mean, it's going to take let – let's, let's, you know, let's just put it out there. It's going to take more than a slap on the wrist. 
It's going to take, you know, it's going to have to be something uh, hefty. And to be honest with you, um, uh, for those out there who may not be sports fans, what the NFL is is trying to do with COVID coming this year is like this. This is finally, in my opinion, this is a shit that should happen. Um, if you're on the coaching staff, you have to be uh, vaccinated. If you're not, you cannot be on the coaching staff. Yep. If you have a player that um, that causes, if you have a player that does not that does not have a vaccine did not get vaccinated and they get COVID uh, and they're with the rest of the team, that team will have to forfeit. And, and well, actually the game will either be rescheduled or if it's not, if it can't be rescheduled, they'll have to forfeit the game. And here comes, this is the part that really shows you the NFL is being fucking serious. And that is if the game is canceled or forfeited, the home team or sorry, the, the team that caused the cancellation will have to pay back the amount of money that they should have made off the broadcasting rights. Yeah, and to me, that's actual meaningful repercussions for an action that will make people take action. Exactly. Actually, that's what it takes to move the needle is something like that that has that financial impact. They'll be like, oh, wow, this isn't just talk. This is something that's actually going to affect our bottom line. That's what it comes down to. It's it it takes more than a slap on the wrist, uh, a very uh, heavily edited edited uh, letter of apology and promise that things will get better. That uh, may or may not have actually ever read. It, let's let's be honest. Anytime this shit comes up, you're going to have some high level guy going. I am appalled and confused by the corruption and toxicity within the company. We're going to fix it. And we're going to make those that were in the wrong accountable for their actions, which either could be uh, you were the, the manager of tech of, uh, let's see, um, I don't know, the design department. Now you'll be the uh, assistant manager of uh, QA. Congratulations. But you keep your pay. Mm-hmm. But anyways, enough, enough. <sighs> we say this too much and I hate that. Let's let's. You know, let's get our shit together. Let's let's hold each other accountable. Let's make shit change. All right. Now, uh, for my favorite part of the show, and that is, of course, I'm going to stop for just a wee bit and thank our friends of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's start off with the one and only Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to Indie Cluster. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R dot com. Now, of course, the next uh, thank you we've got to give is Hero Chiropractic. Um, I have been a client of Hero Chiropractic for, I don't know, three or four years now. It feels like forever. 
Uh, Here Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible. If you want more information and you are in the greater Atlanta area, go to herochiropractic.com or just put Hero Chiropractic in Facebook. You can find them that way. And finally, new to the thank you section, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to uh, our latest friend of the show, and that, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Whacked Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia for more information. I prefer Twitter. Uh, th- um, there you go. Well, they've got a Twitter, but I think uh, if I if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mister Noodle Boy himself. But I believe he wants everyone to go through Facebook because that's the thing he updates the most. Fine. So booyah! Now, of course, since we did the friends of the show, I also need to do some housekeeping for Alter Confusion. So. Ladies and gentlemen, Ultra Confusion for the 10th year straight. Whoops, wrong one. Dang it. I accidentally, there we go. Uh, For the 10th year straight, Ultra Confusion is proud to say that we are fundraising for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, gaming, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen hospital, which of course is Children's Health Care Atlanta, as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars you raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alta Confusion today. Now, the, the icon that popped up uh, by accident is, of course, I want to talk about Alter Confusion has a Patreon page. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you, Noodle Boy. Um, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, the supporters, the lovers, the sinners, the fighters, the winners, the losers, the aliens, the whatever you may be, to be active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. What this does is it will give you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Basically, what the money goes towards is upkeep for Alta Confusion uh, and the ability, uh, and basically it allows us to go to conventions to interview those amazing indie creators, uh, give panels, all that stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, there are currently two tiers that um, that you can lock into 
uh, on, for a monthly price. Uh, the first one, of course, is $1. Uh, that would be $12 a year. And what that will give you is early access to all the playthroughs, which um, Anna's Quest uh, is the early access playthrough right now. But there is another one that I've got in the pipeline. It is a horror uh, game. Uh, I believe it's called The Beast Within. I'm going to be totally honest with you. There, I uh, This one, I do have the mic on. So you're getting commentary. And I do squeal quite a few times when shit comes out of nowhere. Now, you're a squealer? Huh? You're a squealer? More like a, ah! Kind mm -hmm. of guy. But mm -hmm. it, it actually got me. Uh, now, of course, the also... Uh, with the, the early access to the playthroughs, you gain the ability to take part in polls and other information to help sh sh shape Alter Confusion. Now, of course, we do also have a $5 uh, tier. Now, that is $5 a month or $60 a year. And that uh, will net you your name or organization added to our thank you section every single Thursday night hangout, the section we just went through. And of course, the early access to the playthroughs and the ability to help shape Alter Confusion. If you're interested, go to www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Altered Confusion. Now, just because someone asked me to do this, I'm going to do this uh, because they, they find it funny for me to... to uh, to do this section. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not want to do the, if, if you do not feel safe uh, going the financial route, but you still want to send something to Alter Confusion for us to feature on a show, uh, we do have a P.O. box. And let me tell you, it is the place to send us stuff so that we could, you know, we could showcase it on our show as well as, uh, you know, we get to thank you for being awesome. Zealys apparently wants cat food or a snail. I'm not exactly sure how the snail will work, but whatever. Uh, I so, think all of you. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to send something physical to Alter Confusion, be a T-shirt, coffee mug, stickers, whatever, or Funko Pop, uh, all you got to do, or other things, uh, all you got to do is mail it to 1551 Dunway, that's D-U-N. W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway, number, and this is super duper important, ladies and gentlemen, number 88276. Without that number, it will not get to us and will be returned to you within three to five business days. Mm, uh, the city is Dunwoody. So once again, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. The state is Georgia. The zip code is 30338. There you go, sir. And because I'm checking it more on a regular basis, uh, I have not run into the unfortunate snafu that was I was scared of COVID and they sent back packages. Those bastards. Mm. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do want to quickly talk some gaming here. Uh, for those out there who have been paying attention, uh, I've been stream. I've been playing a lot of uh, Legend of Terra because there is a special event going on to, of course, net you some special cards, some special icons, uh, and some, some special guardians, which are the little pets that are on the uh, the side of the board. Uh, it, I, and, of course, they've released a, uh, at least two new characters, a bunch of new cards. I, I'm liking it. I mean, and they've also, they've really put a lot more effort into the, the lab section. So kind of like experimental gaming, just to give you a, a different pace. Hmm. Uh 
I got my ass whooped in the latest mode, uh, which is kind of, it's like an adventure mode, kind of, like adventure mode uh, RPG where you've got like a map that you start in one spot and they've got a bunch of branches that you could take for battles. And then there's certain, it's basically circle, line, circle, line. And each circle is like either a battle, it could be a, a healing place, could be a treasure, could be a shop. Uh, or a battle, uh, or a boss battle, and you have to basically battle your way across the map. Oh, like all of those um, battle royale games—not battle royale, but like idle battle games in the iOS store have like those type of maps. Yes, it's it's kind of like um, for those out there who've played. Oh shit! What's the name of that game? Idle Heroes. No, 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 no. Uh, it's more along the lines of. There's a game I played the shit out of. Uh, oh, what the is it? That's gonna bug me now. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, once upon a time, I was in my Steam, so let me see if I can pull up Steam here. Oh, um, Legends of the Something, wasn't it? Uh, it was called. It was that idle game that you're playing, right? Spire, something Spire. Hmm. Nah. I mean, I played the shit out of that. Slay the Spire, which basically, or, or there's there's a bunch of other games. Uh, hell, the the same mechanic, uh, for um, Round Guard, mm. uh, where you start this one. You know, you're going across the board. You got, you know, it's basically uh, a map of that that section of the world, and you you get to choose your route. Uh, Round Guard, you're basically going down. Where yeah. you've got different branches, and of course, uh, slay the spire. You're trying to get up to the top of the spire so you could face the monster that lurks at the top of the spire. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I've I've been playing a ton of that, uh, and I've also been streaming uh, Crimson. Damn it, I, I knew I was going to do that. Scarlet Nexus. I don't know why I want to keep saying Crimson, but it's not sure, Crimson. Dude. It's Scarlet Isn't Nexus. That a new release. It's a newer release. Um, it is, it is very much like, uh, dot hack with the friendship mechanics of persona. Oh, interesting. Is that good or bad? I enjoy it. I think that you would stress out a little bit. Uh, well, actually they do, uh, provide, uh, skip scene. So Ooh. maybe you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, as as many of you know, Zelius does not like reading in games. I just want to stab you, stab, stab. Exactly. Um, you got a lot of combo attacks. Uh, you got two main characters you could choose from. Uh, and then you could have party members. You have two active party members with you, but then you also have two in reserve that allows you to have, allows you to utilize their special skills without them actually being on the battlefield. I have to say, I, I've, I've liked it so far. Um, I, I have put 18 hours into it. So that says something. There you go. Nice. Yeah. And so, and it's a good change of pace from the beast within, which seriously, that's, it's, it's, it's gotten me several times. You can put as much blood and gore and just violence in front of me. I'll be like, okay, but you give me jump scares and it gets me every single freaking time. Not every single time, but you're more likely to to get me because then I get to the point which is which is already happening in the game where I'm like okay I'm I know something's gonna fucking happen so I'm all tense I'm like all right I am ready I am ready 
nothing nice. fucking happens. And then I'm just like, okay, fine, fine. And then boom, it happens. You're like, that's the way you do it, son. So, and of course, I'm going to continue to play on the uh, the iPhone, a game called um, Dicey Elementalist. I think that's what it's called. Let me make sure that I'm right here. Yeah, Dicey Elementalist. I, I tried it. I could not get into it. I, really? Too much. The RNG was just too much for me. Ladies and gentlemen, for for uh, for those out there who do not know what RNG Zelius, random number generator. So basically, when you go to your battles, you roll dice and you hope that the dice match up with basically tech cards. And the randomness of basically the dice between both me and my opponent, I just like infuriated me, and I was like, "That's why you need the artifacts." This is true. And also choose, um, oh, we lost the feed. I still hear you. I know. Uh, okay, it's back. It's back. back. Um, you have to choose what, sir? You have to uh, choose uh, artifacts that are going to help you. But also, I always go with cards that don't have a specific color mm. associated with it. So as long as you get two of something, I can do an attack. That's true. But um, yeah, it's not. I should put it this way: it's mm -hmm. not a game I would not not recommend. Mm -hmm. It's not like I had bad gameplay or bad mechanics. Just for me, the RNGness of it, of a basically a roguelike type of game, that was the part that drove me nuts. That's why I loved Hades so much, just because there was a little bit of RNG in terms of what you got, but you were still in control of how you controlled which got out of that random number generator. Whereas I feel like Dicey Elementals is the complete opposite. I have control over your point over like what card I choose. Mm -hmm. But then the problem is, is how do those cards actually play out when I'm in a match? I feel like that's where I don't have that player control. And that's the part that just turned me off personally. So there's, this is a paid character, but if you get the... I think it's the Chanter. I think that's it's the girl um, yeah. one. Uh, basically, you have you start off with so many dice. I'm going to say three, and okay. then you have um, a couple of re rolls. But the re rolls actually they basically show you three dice, and you choose the one that you want there. So it gives you much more control. Um, and then, uh, then they've uh, her special is um, uh, re roll all the dice. Or, um, and then her like super special, uh, after you beat the first area, you get a super special and the super special is, uh, basically go down to three dice and take, uh, however many empty spots you have, you take enemy cards, uh, so you could play them against them. That's a pretty powerful stuff, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm going to, I promise I'm writing a review up for it. Um, I also need to write a review for Anna's Quest, but I'm trying to hold off on reviewing Anna's Quest simply because I do have the playthrough and I want to have the playthrough in the review when I write it. Uh, but it, the patrons of Patreon have first dibs on the early access, mm. which I think is seven chapters long. I'm going, I'm the the games I've found recently. They're they're going by chapters, so I'm I'm basically 
each uh, each video is a specific chapter. I think that that works better across the board than going uh, every 30, 24 minutes or 30 minutes, I cut. So it's like, it might be in the mid of a conversation, it gets a little weird. Uh, so I, I'm going, actually I did that for Gibbous, I believe too, which by the way, was an amazing game. I loved it from start to finish. Um, nice. That was a great game. I've been playing a lot of good games. What can I say? I'm getting lucky. I try. I I know that I've said this before, but I'm I'm trying to play Mario Golf, and I just it's such a letdown. It is such a freaking letdown. So speaking of games, we uh, so we're starting at our middle school. We're starting a esports club. Mm-hmm. And so we meet. Well, I don't, but the esports coach is meeting with some like esports consultant people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, how to set it up, what to play, and et cetera. And the game that they really recommend, especially for middle school to get into, which is a game I not heard of before, is a game called Knockout City. That's newer. That's it, very it new. Newer. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I think this is why it checks the boxes. And I found it interesting from an EA perspective, right? Because they want to pull in the young gamers, right? Mm-hmm. Is it's dodgeball, right? Yep. But when you look at the gameplay, it's very reminiscent of a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as I watched it, it's like, oh. Sneaky. So get, what? Sneaky. Oh, very sneaky. You basically get the third-person. It's totally over. It's the, it's totally it's not at first person it's third person over the shoulder view mm-hmm. but you're throwing a dodgeball but you look at it it's the same type of the shooting mechanics as like a you know, third person shooter third person shooter game mm-hmm. um but you're playing dodgeball and i'm like that's actually brilliant of whoever came up with that idea because you get the same gameplay style but now when people are like, oh, you can't, you know, play first-person shooters in schools, it's like, well, it's not shooting anybody. You're just playing dodgeball, which we do over here in PE. Yep. And everything athletic is okay, so we can do it in a video game, right? Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, so it was interesting. So it's a game to keep an eye on, um, especially for the younger kids, because it kind of checks those boxes of, you know, being friendly to play while still having those fun gameplay mechanics as you may think agreed uh, yeah i think if if you if you want to make your game well known or have the ability to take off you've got to make it uh accessible to all and thankfully as um as time has gone on the parents of these children who are going to be playing the games are those who know what video games are. And they're becoming more aware of, uh, that you, I look, video games do not cause violence. People cause violence because you play video games does not mean you're going to go on a mass shooting spree or start running people over with cars or, uh, start stacking large objects on top of, in an alleyway and they're not going to disappear. Um, that's Tetris by the way. Um, but, um, you know, by, by making it more a dodgeball game or, um, fall guys, which is literally just like, you got a bunch of guys running an obstacle course, uh, and you're trying to be in the top certain percentage so you can advance. 
uh, which by the way, those guys, the guys behind uh, Fall Guys, yeah, they are burnt out. Hmm. They they are because they pushed it so hard, and because they wanted to, you know, they they kept pushing out stuff, uh, uh, content tweaks, special skins, all that stuff. They apparently are like, I don't, we don't want to see anything right now, which is totally understandable. When you, there, there's, you know, there's, there's the blood, sweat, and tears of creating a product, and then there's the hope uh, and fear of your product, your baby being introduced into the world. But at w- some point, I, you may love what you're, what you've created, but you need the ability to step back. And they, they, they rightfully deserve to be able to step back. I just, but it, it's, it's killer. Well, the thing, of course, nowadays with how everything is so mass media, Mm -hmm. you got people pull out the pitchforks over that. Why would you step away from the game? It's an amazing thing. If I were in your shoes, I'd be, you know, still balls to the wall. Like, what else do you need with your life but to invest your soul into this game? Isn't that what gives you fulfillment? But then you run into the same issue with, uh, let's say, you know, you're a small-time developer. You create something that's humongous and big. And then you decide to create something new that's different. And you, you're going to get a bunch of people going, why the fuck would you do that? You're, you're, you had so much success with this game. Just continue... You know, if if you want to make a new game, make a an expansion or 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 a sequel to this game. Don't try to do anything different. Well, honestly, well, even just look at what the Olympics with Simone Biles. Oh boy. There, you know, the whole situation where you know she pulled out for you know her reasons because, frankly, they don't owe us anything. <laughs> I mean, it's their life, and it's their it's the health of themselves is what should come first. Look, I'm going to be totally honest. Make sure they knew what they need to do so that they're in a good place. I'm going to be totally honest and upfront with you. The IOC, that's the International Olympic Committee, needs to be kicked in the nuts. For they, I understand the need to maybe tweak rules or scoring mechanics uh, just because some of it may not make sense. But to basically handicap someone because they did too well in a previous Olympic is just ridiculously stupid. But you got to make it more interesting and egalitarian so that everybody else feels better about themselves, sir. Look, and that's closer. What you need to go, you know, tweak the rules. And then I love, I, this is what, this is, you know, this is the stupid thing that people say every single time, but I still would love for this to happen. Choose a random average Joe mm-hmm. and have, you don't have to put them in, in the same race or you could, um, you know, or, or game or whatever and show how different and how difficult it is. Because when you're a professional athlete, you make shit look easy. And let me tell you, I wa- I've been watching these swimming events and I'm going, you know, that's that's awesome. But I also know in my mind that I would never be able to swim. I, I well, I'm I'm a more of a doggy paddler. Uh, must be honest. And then there's no way in hell I'd fly across the the swimming pool like they do. 
Well, that's basically uh, the Rocks the Titan games. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Where you got rig, or I guess the show is was it Joe's versus Pros. I love that show so I mean, much. That's, that's what the idea of those shows are. Is basically showing you know these guys just can't compete against the pros, basically. Dude, I also I also love what Pros versus Joe's was an amazing show. Uh, if you can find some clips from that, that is so much fun because these pros will put people in their place if you piss them off. And uh, someone pissed off Herschel Walker. Ooh. And Herschel's like, all right, all right. You think you could stop me from getting into the end zone? He ran him over nice. with like total conviction. He's like, you know what? All right, I'll show you what I could do, what I still could do. <laughs> I was like, damn, don't do it. Take you out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, yes. I think we're basically at the end, but I do want to point out a couple things. Uh, first of all, once again, uh, thanks to our new uh, official friend of the show, that of course is Noodle Boy Media. Seriously, check them out. If you've got a convention, I think they're more, I think they're centered in like the Southeast. Uh, I know I've seen them at Momocon, I've seen them at a bunch of different anime conventions. Phenomenal photographer and definitely uh, willing to step in and help out with uh, your recording needs when it comes to a panels. Uh, and also just a, uh, all around good guy, which doesn't hurt. Um, which by the way, uh, we met noodle boy, which was whack kid 47 at a convention, which is now defunct. And the pictures just came up within the, the last week or so. Uh, and I was like, Oh, good times. And also bad times. Mm. Well, sweaty times. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you anything on our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.